0: Come on. Molly, are you ready?
1: I am. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, excited to have you on. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money, Savage, Engage. (laughs) This is George Grumbacher. Molly McGrath is the founder of Hiring and Empowering Solutions. She has 25 years of experience as a fractional CEO, CMO, and leadership development. Excited to have you on. Molly, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do.
1: Mm, Yes. Well, I live in beautiful Colorado. I've been here about 25 years now, uh, going on 26. I grew up in Buffalo, New York, and uh, the winters are much more pleasant here in uh, Colorado. And I um, have two teenagers, and I spend my personal time uh, doing hot yoga and uh, all the fun things in Colorado my favorite is snowshoeing and my work is I work with um, small business owners that's my passion not big corporates solopreneurs um, small to medium-sized uh, businesses I really like to be connected to the heartbeat and the um, the ideation of the entrepreneur and what I do is I have I um, uh, like you said, I've been a fractional CEO, CEO, CMO, and a team development specialist since 1997. And why I do what I do is I, you know, I've worked for bosses um, prior to owning my own business, and I really understood what it meant to own a job, so to speak, and feel like you had no opportunity to grow. And I became very, very passionate in the late 90s of, of creating what I've coined and I've written a book on an entrepreneur in an entrepreneur's world.
0: Nice. You know what it's like to own a job that is not a good feeling. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it can be, and that's really, you know – There's a place. We are entrepreneurs. We need employees. Um, And I don't love the term employee. You know, I call him a team leader. Um, I call him a team member and I really wanted employees to feel empowered and to shift their mindset and how they showed up every day and get out of that rut of show up, put your head down, shut your mouth, uh, do what you're told, collect your paycheck and leave at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to do that, especially in this day and age. I mean, if, if, if COVID hasn't taught us anything, you really want to show up and be part of something that's making a difference versus a daily grind. So there is a Place for employees and to anyone who is an employee listening, uh, a deep bow to you. Thank you, thank you for working for insane entrepreneurs every single day, and for you know really showing up and stepping up.
0: Yeah, amen to that. I th- I, I do believe that that everybody does want to do good work and they want to to roll up their sleeves and to invest themselves in the vision and and, and the work of, of making a difference, how much of that is incumbent upon the organization to be able to give them that opportunity?
1: Ah, uh, 100%. You know, I, I, one other side of my practice is that I do staffing, I do flat fee retained search, and it's so fascinating to me. I'll get uh, a, an entrepreneur calling me, and they'll say to me, listen, I need to hire I know I've waited too long, but here's the deal. 100% of the people tell me this, George, I don't have time to train them. And I'm like, <laughs> well, guess how that lands for an employee? It means you don't have time. To build a relationship with them, even if they come with batteries included and they 100% um, have all the skill set, all the knowledge, what have you, you still need to give them time, attention, and feedback. That's the greatest need of a human being. And you're hiring a human being versus the human doing first and foremost, because the reason that people call me and then say, I need to fire someone, I can't find good people, et cetera. And I do a deep dive into, well, tell me a little bit about what, what was going on there. I find they give them no time, they give them no attention to develop them, to grow them up, to invest in them. And of course they're going to leave because on the flip side, when employees, when I interview candidates, number one question I ask them like, all right, shoot with me, tell me why you're leaving, why are you looking for, why are you looking for something new? And 100% on that side, they'll say, I'm looking for a new opportunity. I'm like, all right, give me your definition of opportunity. What does that mean for you? And when I really get present and listen, it always boils down to, I just have a job here. I show up, I have no idea what the core values are. I have no idea what the vision is. I'm not connected to what true north is here. And I really, I've had people take $50,000 paycheck to be, um, go to. Take that leap and work for an entrepreneur that is fully invested in developing their people.
0: That makes all sense in the world to to me, and I think that it probably makes sense to 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 most people out there who are, well, I, it just, I was I was I was going to say smart, but I don't know that necessarily has <laughs> to smart. So what is is it that 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 companies organizations. Is it that they they resist this or they're just consciously incompetent or incompetent? No, I, I,
1: yeah, no, I don't think it's, I don't think it's either. Honestly, I think that, listen, as entrepreneurs, nobody gave us a handbook of how to manage people. Um, and if we, if we did get that, you know, it's pretty, pretty old school or stiff. So I think that's number one. And number two, For some reason, when we decide to be on an entrepreneurial journey, whether a C-level or what have you, we have ingrained in our head that it's okay to get away with this statement that I'm busy Hmm. and that I'm too busy and that I'm important. And, you know, you will hear Entrepreneurs, really human beings constantly saying, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. And that really, I think, is a very sloppy way of, of letting yourself, kind of, it's an excuse to let yourself off the hook for not being responsible for how you show up in relationships and taking that time for the power of the pause and invest best net. Because when I work with entrepreneurs, I'm like, give your people one hour a week. And you will see your entire organization transform.
0: Amen. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. It's, a, it's the opposite of, of what they probably started their venture to do. I mean, they're putting themselves on the hook by opening, by, by, by hanging their shingle and by, by starting a business. And then they're taking themselves off the hook for potentially the most important function, which is making sure that they're, they're, they're supporting the people, the human beings within their organization.
1: Hmm. yeah you know this seems to resonate with people when i talk about this we all, when we first hang our shingle it's scary right it's lonely everything is on you you know to get the phone to ring to service the order to keep retain a client to keep a client to market all that jazz and when you finally combust and you're like all right i can't do this i'm exhausted i'm gonna." burn up in flames, if I don't hire someone, people will call and they're like, I quote unquote, just need a receptionist, or just need an assistant. And I'm like, you need to eradicate that term just because (laughs) here's the deal, your phone's ringing. And if you haven't." just a receptionist and they do a horrible job. They have no idea why people call you, why they should hire you over the guy down the street who maybe is cheaper. And why they and they do a horrible job of being the director of first impressions and really wowing this person, then you have absolutely nobody to meet with. You have no clients. So you're just your receptionist or just your assistant is your sales force. So you really have to transform that. And when you hire them, you have to invest them. And it, 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 it's not a lot of work if you can not resist it and just be super intentional about it. I think it's that you're responsible for the energy you bring to every conversation. So if you're going to resent having to spend time with this person, they're not going to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You do need to be super intentional. And, and I'm sure that I'm sure that most people that, that, you know, or that, that, that you're working with, you're talking to know that it's just that it seems like we think that we're able to just gloss over this one really important area. So, and it doesn't need to be, it's fascinating to me why people resist having processes. Um, And I, 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 my, my take on that is just that it's, it's difficult to manage them, but it's way easier to manage a process than it is to not have one and then to deal with the fallout. And if you're able to just put these processes in place on the front end, then it's just like keeping something moving as opposed to starting and stopping.
1: Yeah. You know, I think it's a few things. I love that you use that term process because I used to shudder when I was an employee and every time I would hear that word, I'm like, "If it? <laughs> I felt like it was jammed down my throat constantly. Systems and process. Systems process. <laughs> and most people are like, I don't I get it. I know it, but it feels so robotic. And mm. it's like, hey, how about my personality? Can I bring that to what I do? And I tell people it doesn't have to be an either or. I still I in 25 years of owning a business, I cringe and I hear the word process because <laughs> it This is why, because I feel like it's on me to create it. And like, I don't have time. You wanna look at my email? You wanna look at the phone calls I have to return? And now you want me to develop a process? And this is what I want your listeners to take away. Even if you don't have a process today and you know you need to hire, listen, guess what? That is job number one for them. You can easily get a cup of coffee, get some Starbucks, whatever, hunker down in the conference room or the Zoom room if it's a or Skype room, if it's a virtual person. And all you need to do is just whiteboard it or just write it out of this is what I know on, let's use the example of how to answer the phone, how to do intake, how to process a phone call. And literally just what I always tell people, just puke it out. It's like dumping the (laughs) junk drawer on the dining room table, and then just give a little bit of faith and confidence to your employee if you hire right. And then you then put it on them to come up with the process and the meet every single week and just dissect it. Dissect it. I remember my first assistant that I hired, my ad that I put throughout there on Indeed, I said, I am so insanely busy. I have no idea what day it is. If you can handle this and you can fix this, apply. (laughs) How'd that go? Great. She's been with me for five years. She's been the best. Right. Because if anyone who can is going to apply to that, <laughs> they obviously are like ready to lock arms and show up.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. So I, I appreciate I appreciate everything you just said. And I, I think that, yes, when people hear process, it, it usually means some kind of very sterile and painful and maybe arbitrary mm-hmm. and just bland vapid thing and when 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 i think about it i it's it, it's it's the opposite of that because it gives you the framework which then allows you to express and and add your personality mm. um and it's everything that you've been talking about it's just rip off the band-aid and let's let's put these structure well, if you want to use a different word let's put the structure in place with how we do things around here And then you'll know, and then you'll be able to really make it your own. But first, we have to have that framework. See, I'm trying to use every word except for process.
1: Uh, No, (laughs) I'm teasing. I do love it, and I appreciate it, but I think as an entrepreneur – you're like oh my god this i don't even know how to build a process it right. sounds so heavy and hard and then as an employee if during the interview process where i think it i think process is a beautiful word it's a necessary word as it you just nailed it when you couple it with we you know it's very critical for a business to be able to scale to grow to operate to function with a process Once you understand it, I want you to couple it with your personality and always come to us with continual improvement of where you think that it could be better.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, a thousand percent. I think it is in in, in that context, probably a pretty empowering thing where this is an opportunity for you to innovate and you take the existing framework and, and certainly improve upon it, you know? And that's really what you're looking for, right? Is 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 folks, human beings, who are inspired by their work, and and from my experience, people support what they help to create. So,
1: mm, yeah, I love that. I you know, back in the oh gosh, I think the early 2000s, I created a program called the Team Empowerment Academy, and it's a 12-week master class for really turning around disengaged um, entrepreneurs and or employees into a fully engaged team and being able to, like you said, inspiring your team, giving them a place to really understand what it means to have your back, what it means to understand, to really protect your time and your energy and to be able to show up like an entrepreneur, which you know, in my mind, is really somebody who who believes they own the business that it's our clients. They use terms like "our" and "we." The only difference is they don't have capital and they don't have their name on the door, but they absolutely show up with the ownership mentality.
0: Yeah, and it's such a big opportunity to to decide that that's what you want as an organization, and then to put that. Put that framework in place from day one with here's how we bring people on and here's how we welcome him into the office and this is what you can expect and you know so much of it is about expectations and if you don't have any idea what you're going to be doing with that person well then they have no idea what the experience is going to be and it's probably not going to be an optimal result
1: mm. yeah i love that term that you use expectations it's so true like it's a relationship we all know how, you know, difficult that is, because everybody has their own agenda. Everybody has their own perspective. Everybody has the the way that they heard things or how it land, whether they're, you know, they're stuck on your tonality versus, you know, not the communication that you're trying to. And I always just say, you know, just If there's nothing else, if you want to really break through that communication breakdown, if you want to get really clear on people's perspective, agenda, um, things of that nature, here's just a quick tip for you to just adapt into your business today. Just at the end of every conversation, you're giving direction, your employees giving you feedback, you're talking about a client or whatever it is, a marketing initiative. At the end, before you both go your separate ways, just. Clarify and verify at the end. So I just want to be really clear what I heard you say and just use some of those communication skills. People call it mirroring. It, if there's one thing I would say, if you're an employee, you're a business owner, where whatever seat you sit in, invest in communication skills. Crucial Conversations is one of the best books that I ever read in regards to supporting with the breakdown in communication in a business.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think that if it's from crucial conversations or fierce conversations, one of my favorites is that while no single conversation can change your whole business or your whole life, any any one conversation can. And if you could be mindful about that and approach all of your interactions, I think particularly, you, you, you tell me, particularly early on with a new employee and to your point, be really intentional about it, then you're probably setting yourself up for success.
1: Mm-hmm, yes, yeah, i love that.
0: Love it. Well, Molly, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them?
1: Oh, okay. This is really my favorite, and I think it really takes a lot of pressure off of the entrepreneur and business owner Regardless of where you're at, if you know you need to hire your first employee and or maybe you already have people virtual or otherwise full time on your payroll that are working for you, here's one tip to really up level your employee, have them shadow you for one solid week, sit in every sales meeting, every client meeting, watching you go through your email, watching everything that you do from from eight to five or whatever hours you work, if you're even working eight to eight, invite your employee to shadow you. This is the greatest way to train and onboard and up level them. They'll be able to take notes and debrief with them every single day on everything you do because here's your two for one. It shows the areas where you need a process Even if it's like, oh my gosh, we need a process for your email and how to handle that. And it will show you, so you'll be able to really identify where you need processes to streamline in regards to efficiency and effectiveness. Also, it will show you, it will give such an appreciation to your employees. When I have my clients do this, I, every client that works with me, I don't care if they've had employees with them for 10 years or they're hiring their first. This is an assignment they have to do of have every person shadow them. The appreciation that the employee has, they beca- and I debrief with the employee after day one, they say to me, oh my goodness. They didn't even use a restroom and they didn't even get to eat. They barely even got a glass of water today. It broke my heart to watch them. Here's what needs to change. Here's what I need to do to support them and get them some breathing space. It's fascinating. I highly recommend this one value bomb for everybody to take on and watch How your employees will take a bullet for you and what they come to from a place of like a C-level recommendation of how they can protect your time, how they can, where you need to be delegating. And then also, I'm going to use the word, create systems and processes within your practice.
0: Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets a Come on. Come on. What a valuable exercise, obviously, for the new employee, but also for you to sort of audit how it is you're spending your time. And I think that the more we're able to do that and really be honest with ourselves, there's opportunities to sharpen our pencils. So love it. Well, Molly, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you?
1: Absolutely. You can find us at hiringandempowering.com. And um, I would say the best way to stay connected is opt-in every Tuesday. I drop a a new podcast and I've been podcasting for about two and a half years now. And then every Thursday we uh, drop a blog. We've been blogging since 2008 and everything that we put out there is 100% um, in regards to creating value and giving you some drive-by tips and techniques that you can implement quickly, easily, in in real time into your business.
0: Outstanding. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Molly your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to hiringandempowering.com. Get signed up so you can get the, the podcast every week and the blog every week as well. Thanks again, Molly.
1: Thanks for having me.